Okay. Yeah. So don't trip. Don't fall. Don't catch an STD in here, people. Um, Prince Chris Sanders, great to see you guys. Love mutiny. Uh, I have a horrible medical condition. I suffer from resting Tiger Woods face. That's what I suffer from. Green jacket, full moon. I might fuck your wife tonight. Watch out. Or British Robert Evans. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, my day job's I'm a teacher. I got to say, being a teacher isn't like any other job in America, right? There's nothing like a kid coming into kindergarten, not knowing how to write their name, and by fourth grade, they're writing fuck off on their spelling tests. It's, it's unlike anything. Oh, my gosh, Damien, your curse was fantastic. You're going to skip a grade. Not because you're smart, but because I'm terrified of you, right? <laughs> kids be shooting in Florida. I'm just saying, kids be shooting. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. Hey, I live there. You guys don't, okay? <laughs> I may not make it to the 8th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah, it's wild. Like, uh, when you're, like, a teacher, though, you're kind of like a second parent. Like, I had one kid who came to school. He didn't have shoes on, right? So uh, during my lunch, I go to uh, the store, come back, give him shoes. He unboxes it, and he's like, you bought me shacks? What? Kills in Oakland. All right, anyway. Um... <laughs> Uh, so he's freaking out, but he, he's happy I got him shoes, right? So he puts his shoes on, and during recess, he tries to come up and hug me. Like you, you're a lovely lady. Like if a kid hugged you, you'd probably hug him back, right? Me, I look like Tiger Woods, okay? I don't need a second scandal in my life. Anytime a kid tries to come up and hug me, I immediately run the other way. You know why? I'm trying to teach him boundaries between me and a thorough investigation. That's what I'm trying to teach him. Not going to see me in the newspaper. Chris Sanders love kids. No, fuck the kids. That's all right. Fuck their moms, though. I will fuck their moms in a second. Yeah, it, there's no law against that, I think, right? Uh, who likes school? Who likes school? Anyone like school? Anyone in school? All right, what's going on? Yeah, nerds unite. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of kids, they hate school, right? They hate school because we forget that school is the box. But kids, they think outside the box. Case in point, I'm teaching uh, American history in fourth grade. We're doing a, a little lesson on American history. Quiz the kids. I go, why weren't slaves allowed to read? None of the kids raised their hand except Damien. Easy, Mr. Sanders. Slaves weren't allowed to read because if slaves could read, they would read books on magic and unchain their friends. That's out of the box thinking right there, I'll tell you that. You know, like I want to test him for gifted and autism that day. That's <laughs> what I wanted to do. But that's not how slavery worked. I just want you guys to know that's not how it worked. Like, uh, but as a kid, you can't tell a kid he's wrong. It'll like traumatize him, right? And in Florida, he might shoot me. So, <laughs> so I go, Damon, you got a point. You know, if slaves knew magic, uh, we wouldn't have Harriet Tubman. We'd have Harriet Potter Tubman. That's what we'd have. Literally, this is the thing, I forget, like, teachers are influential. The next day, he came to school dressed as Harriet Potter Tubman. He was on the playground, he went up to a white kid, for my next trick, I will make this white devil disappear. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you brought a saw? What the fuck? Why'd you bring a saw to school? Why'd you bring a fucking saw? The Three Stooges cartoon? And then on top of that, I'm like, yo, you can't be bringing us all to school. So I put him in uh, in-school suspension, in suspension, right? He's pissed off at me. He turns around at me, pulls out a wand. He goes, Osio Emancipation-o. Like, I'm like, what? He's like, I'm trying to feel the niggas in uh, ISS. That's what we're trying to do. All right, all right. Look at 
I'm a nigga. I can say nigga. All right. Um, <laughs> you guys are fine. Uh, I'm broke. Anyone else broke in here? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I'm I'm super broke. I uh I just finished like having a roommate. I had a, I'm 33. I, I finally got my own place. Uh, and it's it's wild. Like I, I my last roommate was an aspiring Instagrammer. Yes. On the lease agreement for her salary, she wrote 50k. I'm like, is that how much money you make? She's like, no, that's how many followers I have. I'm like, exactly. What a broke bitch. Um, put money on there. Um, I see a light. Is that the light? I see like a light. No, we're good. Okay. No oh, traffic. It's traffic. Someone's putting their brights on me. Get off the stage. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. It was wild. Like you know, uh, you always have these weird roommate situations. And she was like a nice lady. She was like, going to school for nursing. It was pretty typical in Florida. But she'd like be freaking out over her Instagram. Like ruled her life. I'm in the kitchen one day, right? And uh, I'm I'm making food. I'm deep frying an octopus. And she comes in. And she freaks out. She's like, Chris, oh, my God, I lost one follower. What the fuck? Oh, my God. I'm like, Katie, this is what happens when you don't do the dishes, okay? <laughs> All right? You're worried about posts? How about you read the post-it notes I'm putting on your fucking bathroom mirror, all right? It's called social engagement. You know? uh, a lot of my guy friends, they're like, they wanna ha- they, they're like, Chris, you got to have sex with Katie eventually, right? She's hot. You guys, you cook dinner for her. Like, you're very nice to her. You're, you know, she's eventually going to bang you. I'm like, whoa. We have very clear boundaries. Katie has sex with other men, and I vacuum my room for two hours. Very clear boundaries. And now someone said, aw. Someone was, you don't want to get no pity pussy? Don't even no pity pussy? Even I give, I'll give you pity pussy after the show. That's what I'll do. All right, hopefully that was uh, you. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> it was me with the unibrow, and one ear higher than the other. Um, <laughs> all women are beautiful. Anyway, um, but this is a cool thing, though. The great thing, thank you, is uh, we, I, I get something cool out of it. That sounds sad. But the cool thing is anytime she has sex with a guy and he leaves stuff at the apartment, I keep the stuff. Yes. I have two new outfits and eight phone chargers. If you're like, Chris, what are you wearing today? I'm wearing the Nick from Taco Tuesday collection. That's what I'm wearing. <laughs> and after the show, I'm selling merch. I'm selling eight phone chargers. So hit me up. My name's Chris Sanders. Thanks for your time. Get up your host, Alex. I love San Francisco. Keep clapping for Chris Sanders, everybody. Holy cow. That was a blast all the way from Florida. Your next pack, your next I can't talk. I boy, I haven't even had a drink yet, and I'm already stumbling and unable to speak. Uh, cool. Uh, great. Uh, I'm just having a neurological breakdown. That's what's happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, your next act, everybody. Uh, here, uh, another San Francisco, uh, another San Franciscan. Please make some noise for James Yukawa, everybody. Clap real loud for James Yukawa. Yo, give it up for Alex. Alex, all the way from Montana. Holy shit. He has not stepped in human shit yet, you know? Not yet, but soon that'll happen. But I'm actually, yeah, no, I'm actually not from San Francisco. I live in Oakland, you know, Oakland, yeah, Oakland native across East Bay. Oaklanders, come on, yeah, 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 East Bay, fuck yeah. But yeah, um, I'm like most comics, I'm single right now. I'm on these dating apps, you know, and I feel like Tinder has sort of become like a sneak preview for OnlyFans, you know? Every other account is sort of like winky face emoji, water drop emoji, water drop emoji, water drop emoji, peach emoji. Like, I'm in my OnlyFans. I'm not on this app that much. 
add me on Instagram. You know, like, I'm a wholesome Christian dude. I support sex workers, but I can't be swiping on ass and titties on BART during my morning commute. No. Way too much stimulation. I haven't had my morning coffee yet. Jesus Christ. No. But honestly, though, I feel like um, I'm personally Team Hinge. Team Hinge, anybody here on Hinge? Okay, hell yeah. Everyone here else? Except for you, everyone else is in a wonderful relationship, I guess. Holy shit. Yeah, Team Hinge. But I feel like people on Hinge are actually real people because they have job titles for jobs I've never heard of. It's like public policy manager for like a nonprofit, systems analyst, you know, things you got to work with like a Microsoft spreadsheet. And I feel like people on Tinder, are just like their bio is just sort of like airplane emoji, NYC, LA, Dubai. I'm like, what are you doing in Dubai? You don't look like you work in the oil industry, girl. This is a very strange flight itinerary. Hmm. And it's just like online content creator. I'm like, what is this online content you're creating? Let, let me research about this. But honestly, though, like, uh, I matched with a girl on Hinge who was down for pegging. Does anybody know what pegging is? Oh, hell yeah, this is my audience. Damn. Holy shit, normally it's like the Zoomers who are like, oh, I know all about pegging. And like, oh, you know, oh, what is it? I can inform me about that. You know, pegging is when a woman wears a strap-on dildo and fucks the dude. I'm open to new things, you know? Yes, I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. And I thought it'd be really romantic. You know, we go to the sex shop together as a couple, the first date. I'm like, oh, yeah, so I like that one. It's very sensible and modest. It could fit in your tiny little handbag. That's the one I would want to choose. No, like, she DM'd me, and she already had one on deck. I'm like, whoa, whoa. But I thought that was really weird that she only had one. Because I thought if she was down for this pegging lifestyle, like you walk into her apartment and they're just like hanging on the wall, you know? Like you know how like John Wick, he has like a wall of guns, like a whole arsenal of guns? Like he's got that big ass grenade launcher, the medium sized assault rifle, and the tiny little pistol. It gets the job done. It has a great personality. Sometimes John Wick doesn't always need that big ass grenade launcher. The tiny little pistol works out, you know? Because this is my first time getting pegged. I don't want the ass blaster 9000. I don't want the tiny little guy. I want maybe two knuckles deep. Maybe, at the most. You know, it's like, a, it's, it's her strap. It's her choice. I am very pro-choice. Except for when it comes to my asshole. You know? I want to have some bargaining chips here. I want to talk about the, pol like the politics of pegging. I want to have some saying in this. You know? Also, I feel like she only has one peg. She probably pegged other dudes with that peg, you know? She probably has notches on the side of her bedpost. Like, how many asses she's pegged? She's like, this is the ninth ass I've claimed. But the first Asian one, yes. Hmm. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I'll take an informal poll. Like, guys, have you ever thought about getting, like, pegged? Guys here thought about getting pegged? Okay, some honest men in here. Fucking, eh, hell yeah, it's 2022, you know? You know, I mean, honestly, you guys, like, we're going to get our prostate exams. Might as well get a nut out of it. It's going to happen sooner or later. Fuck. It's inevitable. But, yeah, what else? You know, uh, I'm like, any baseball fans in here? Baseball fans? Yeah, I like talking to baseball fans because, like, talking to them makes me feel less autistic. You know? They always have some, like, they're always, like, really, like, into, like, saber metrics. Always have some obscure fact. 
Like a couple weeks ago, I was at an A's game, and one of the guys is just sort of like, uh, 2003, Barry Zito almost pitched a perfect game against the Kansas City Royals in a wild card matchup. I'm like, holy shit, Greg, how did you know this fact? You don't even know your own girlfriend's zodiac sign. Jesus Christ, we had our priorities straightened out, man. But honestly, uh, baseball is the only sport that has something called the perfect game where absolutely nothing fucking happens. 27 up, 27 down. This, really, this is a really high-stake game of catch between two dudes. No hit home runs, no dingers, nothing. And all my baseball homies are like, oh, my God, James, you wouldn't understand the nuances. Like, you know what? I don't watch sports for nuance, man. I listen to a podcast if I want some nuance in my life. And all my baseball homies are just like, oh, my God, this is so nuanced. I'm like, this sounds like some very spectrum behavior. Oh, no, you guys are all just jerking off the stats right now. But, yeah, what else? What else do I have? Like, wait, how much do I have right now, Alex? Minute and a half left? I talked about pegging. Talked about baseball fans being autistic. You know what? I feel like, yeah, my YouTube algorithm is getting way too good because I've been getting ads for BetterHelp, remote therapy. Yeah, it, and other ads, it's just sort of like seven signs you may be autistic. I'm like, holy shit, YouTube, what are you trying to tell me right now? Am I depressed and autistic, or am I depressed because I am autistic? Like, is it a bundle deal, or can I have one without the other, you know? Because I'm clearly not getting ads for, like, Joe Rogan meat sticks, you know, or, like, Planet Fitness. No. Like, YouTube looked at my fucking search history. is like, well, you watch anime. And ASMR videos of rugs being deep cleaned. You're probably on the spectrum, my guy. You know, like, this sounds very spectrum behavior. Yeah. And I'm like, YouTube, you know me so well. And it'd be really weird, though, if I, like, came out to my parents. I'm actually 32. I look really young. It's the Asian, you know? But, yeah, it'd be really weird if I came to my parents, like, immigrant parents, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I may be autistic, you know? And they're just like, autism, boy. Uh, autist, autist. Uh, gay? I'm like, no, wait. We had this conversation back in high school. This is something completely different. But they'd just be, like, wondering, like, whether or not they're going to have grandchildren. I'm like, maybe. This probably still explains why I'm still single. But, all right, that's my time. Give it up for Alex Kaufman. I have not been pegged yet. My name is James Yukawa. Make some more noise for James Yukawa, San Francisco's very own. Very cool, very funny dude. Uh, he's absolutely been pegged. He's lying to you. Uh, <laughs> that was absolutely defense mechanism, for sure. Uh, your next act, folks, is also from Portland. Please make some noise. For Danny Shy, everybody, give it up for Danny Shy. I'm from Portland. I do know what pegging is. Uh, <laughs> not what I want to talk about. <sighs> not what I want to talk about. I, uh, you guys having a good day? Good. I'm also having a very good day. Because uh, this morning, thank you. Uh, this morning, I did an entire stretching program made for a 50-year-old. I got almost all the way through it. Yeah, yeah, I'm as fit as a 50-year-old. Thank you very much. I just figure, like, if you need to be fitter than a 50-year-old, then there's no reason to live. Like, that feels, oh, why? Why are these runners existing? Uh, cool, that's what I want to talk about. Uh, are you guys into conspiracy theories? Oh, good. I am coming on board. I am coming on board for sure. Uh, and I'm coming on board. I was uh, listening to the radio. I was, I was just flipping channels on the radio. And I flipped, and all this I heard satanic feminists, 
and just I was like, oh, I'm stopping now because I, I honestly have no idea what a satanic feminist is. But I heard it and I was like, I think I'm one of them. I think. <laughs> I just got to imagine that a satanic feminist is a person that's like, oh, we believe in feminism so much that we are positive that Satan is a feminist, or as, is a woman. Like, Satan's definitely a woman, for sure. And, like, I know that. I have definitely been gaslit by kindergarten children, uh, girls, girl children, you know. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's eternal. That is definitely, I don't know if any three-year-olds told you about your body weight, but you're like, that is... A, hell inside of my body now i feel very bad about myself uh satan's a woman uh that's i I didn't do that joke well i apologize Uh, it's fine it's fine i'm not gonna feel guilty about it because i realized like while i was listening to that program that if you believe in conspiracy theories nothing's ever your fault it's not (laughs) it's not your fault and i know that because the reason they were talking about satanic feminists is because they were talking about school shootings. I know, real upper of a radio show. Uh, and they were ta- talking about this kid, and they were like, well, the guy, the poor kid, he didn't mean to do it. It's like satanic feminist's fault. And I'm like, I don't. So you don't have to take responsibility for anything if you believe in conspiracies? Like, nothing. Like, my whole life, I feel guilty. Like, I don't take up, like, that spot on the airplane thing because I just feel like, well, they put their elbow there first. It's theirs now. I feel guilty if I touch their elbow. Other people are like, I mean, I genocided today, and that's satanic feminist fault. It's not, I'm fine. I need that power, you know? So now, just from now on, I'm like, well, I crashed into you, but it's definitely because you don't worship lizard people enough. That is, uh, it's on you, you know? I am not apologizing. You're crying, it's the chemtrails fault. Like, the chemtrails make me mean. All right, I wouldn't be mean. It's the chemtrails. You know? Sure, I'm in jail for a crime, but it was my doppelganger that did it, for sure. If Hillary Clinton could have a doppelganger, I can too. Go find her. Excited about it. Uh, I, a while ago, I heard about this uh, guy. I think about him regularly. Like, once a month. Uh, just every time I have my period, I think about him. Uh... Uh, because he was like, he's a flat earther, you know? Uh, which, like, if I, I'm never going to murder a person, but I definitely think I know some people that are going to fall off the flat earth, you know? Like, I know some people uh, that I will just, well, I we went on a road trip and they just fell off. We just got real close. Uh, um, and, uh, so he's a flat earther, and he built himself a rocket. It was somewhere here in California. I don't know, but he built himself a rocket and shot him up in space. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. He didn't get very high. Like, he would have gotten a lot higher if he bought a plane ticket. All right? So it wasn't, like, the best rocket. All right? But I think about him regularly uh, because, like, what science did the guy use? Because, like, every science I know mean, believes that the Earth is round and that you got to shoot your rocket up higher, faster than the Earth, the gravity is pulling you down to hell, right? I can't even jump that high. Like, I just, I don't, I don't want to try. It's embarrassing, all right? I don't, I'm not going to show you. Uh, but so he shot, like, and here on Earth, uh, it pulls, we're pulled down to hell by gravity at 9.8 meters per second squared. That's what every, so- that's, the entirety of rocket science that I know, all right? But that depends on a round Earth. And so he knows that the Earth is flat. Well, how, how did he do 
his calculation. He did. He did. Again, not super high. He survived, though. He got to hang out with his cat. That was in the story. Yeah. I mean, like, I gotta imagine that he's got something better than birth control. Like, whatever science he's using has got to have a different birth control that I'm super into. I think. I don't know. I don't really want to know him. I do have some people I want to murder. That's just a... <laughs> I don't know if that's the appropriate tag, but we're going with it. Uh, thing about me, uh, I read at bars a lot um, because I like being with people, but I don't like when they talk to me and make me hate them. Mm -hmm. Another thing about me, I was raised on a farm, uh, and that means that I learned about castration decades before intimacy. Yeah. My dad taught me when I was very little that I had not only a right but a responsibility to choose who gets to be dad. You know? Yeah. Yeah. San Francisco thinks it's progressive. <laughs> you got nothing on my dad. <laughs> He had five daughters. He taught us all uh, how to remove some balls. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the point is, I'm not good. I'm not good at the knowing how the girl guy interactions are supposed to go. You know, but I'm trying to get better because uh, Mayor recently told me. Uh, I'm not gonna tell which one, but it was it wasn't like the Portland one, but it was definitely one of the white ones from. So you can probably narrow it down. For, like it was a white dude mayor, uh, and he told me. Uh, he told me thank you, uh, that the reason that Portland's got a housing crisis, and probably San Francisco too, uh, is that people like me aren't married uh, and getting married. And I don't know. Yeah, he was a white dude mayor, so they know things, right? Like, I just, I just got to believe him that I am, like, me living with several roommates is causing a housing crisis. Yeah, for sure. It's not like, whoa, yes, how dare me? So I'm working on figuring out this dating thing. And here's what I figured out thus far. That in a girl-guy flirting situation, my response, I'm the girl. I've, I knew that beforehand. Um, but my responsibility is to be very impressed by the very unimpressive. All right? <laughs> so if they... So, so if they... Uh, I'm supposed to get off of here, and you guys keep laughing. I can't finish my joke. Uh, thank you so much. It's been great. Anyway, the point is, if they interrupt my book reading to tell, give me their very long opinion about what I'm reading, I'm supposed to be like, oh, my God, that's, how'd you learn to read? Can you please teach me? Anyway, thank you. Give it up for your host. Thank you very much. Keep clapping for Danny, everybody. You know the drill. Very funny. Very funny. Your next act, everybody, come to the stage uh, here all the way from Boston, right? It's Boston. Give it up for Angela Sawyer, everybody. Make some noise for Angela Sawyer. Hey, uh. Oh, hello. So nice to talk to you. How you guys doing? You've seen a lot of comics. Are you okay? You doing all right? I'm so happy to meet you. Uh, I am a middle-aged lady. Uh, I'm 52, and... This year I found out I could sweat from my eyelids. <laughs> it's going great. It's going okay. Nice to see all of you. Uh, I have uh, roommates, uh, which you're not supposed to do when you're my age. I think we all know. Uh, most people, uh, usually in their 30s, 
you like get a partner, move out of town, maybe get a dog, something like that. And me, I am just still going to weddings where I'm also the DJ. Uh, I want to tell you, uh, I read a cool article, and the news is so bad that it was so nice to read something that I liked to see. Uh, I read an article that uh, grocery stores and pharmacies around the country are starting to close their self-checkout machines and have people go through the register again. And I love that, because I want to look you in the eye when I steal from you. You know, I want that human connection. I think it's important. I think it's important to have. Uh, I do have roommates. I've had a lot of roommates over the years. Um, uh, my favorite bad roommate that I ever had uh, was this guy, Dan, who got mad at me and moved out. And uh, when he moved out, he tried to karate chop me to death. <laughs> and then I had to politely explain to Dan that I had 130 pounds on him and it might not work. <laughs> I was like, okay. I do, I do like fat people. They're my favorite people. I think they're the nicest people in any room, in every room, because if we have a problem with you, we ate it already. You're safe. <laughs> You're so safe. It's so safe. I think fat people, we're like the pugs of human beings, you know? We're like adorably squishy and strangely wise and, oh, shit, we can't breathe. <laughs> good. We're doing good. Uh, <laughs> Dan, the roommate who moved out, he got mad at me. Uh, he, he accused me of stealing his crystals. Yeah, which uh, I did do. <laughs> uh, in my defense, I thought they were, I threw them away because I thought they were rocks. <laughs> and I found out uh, if they're crystals, you put them in a case. That's the big difference I found out. Uh, I, I've lived in a bunch of houses uh, around my, the city where, uh, my hometown. Uh, one place, mostly it's been punk rock houses. And if for whatever reason, if you don't know what that is, uh, a punk rock house is just a regular house that is not a home. <laughs> That's how that works. Uh, one place that I lived, I had 17 roommates. Yeah, way too many. At that point, you can't even learn their names, you know? I just knew them as porch guy and guy I always saw holding bread from the dumpster, you know? I'll let you guys get, see which one you think was the worst one. Uh, there was a roommate in that same house who was a cop. Uh, which I don't like, <laughs> not cool. And then there was a guy who wrote a play for bees. <laughs> That's so confusing. <laughs> he didn't call it that. He called it a honey-infused ritual. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's a play for bees. <laughs> it's very, very confusing. Uh, also in that same apartment with 17 roommates, uh, one morning I came out of my bedroom to go to work and uh, a teenager, like a 17, 18 year old kid, had moved in to the hallway right outside my bedroom door. I just walked out to go to work and there was somebody there. He just like put a bed up against a wall and he put a flag up against the bed, and put a TV on the end of the bed and just lay back and play video games in there. And I was like, well, okay, you know, whatever. We all got someplace to go, you know, it's cool. And then after two weeks, that kid got a girlfriend. He found some nice girl to like lie next to him and watch him play video games all day. And I was like, man, when this chick finds out she could fuck a guy with a door. It did not last, <laughs> is what I need you to know. It did not last a long time. Uh, 
I, uh, I'm a middle-aged lady, and so the rule is you have to have middle-aged lady friends. That's how it works. But I think everyone should have a middle-aged lady friend because uh, we don't give a fat shit. <laughs> we are fun. <laughs> it's an adventure. No one knows what will happen. Uh, <laughs> one of my middle-aged lady friends recently, she named her tits to empower herself. And I was like, only over 40 does that. Okay. <laughs> And she was like, Angela, you should do it. And I was like, I, I don't think. And she's like, no, you should do it. I was like, well, I mean, I guess I could go with Bert and Ernie. Could work for me, you know. Uh, I also, I like having friends who are much younger than me, people in their 20s and their 30s, especially in their 20s, because those people are better. <laughs> Just, they're raised well. They're very nice. <laughs> uh, I had this long heart-to-heart -heart with this friend of mine, who is barely 21 years old, so she's like 30 years younger than me, and sh we were talking and talking all night, and at the end, she let it slip that when she gives her boyfriend a blowjob, afterwards, she's like got tears running down her face, and she can't breathe. And I was like, oh, oh, sweetheart, you know, you can suck dick mediocrely. Like, I'm not saying do a bad job, but you don't have to get an Olympian award. This is the truth, and I, you guys can take this advice. If you get a C- in gym, they still let you graduate. <laughs> She's doing okay. <laughs> She's doing all right. Doing just fine. Uh, <laughs> Uh, not too long ago, I, uh, I scored a, a normal job for the first time in my whole life. I got a job as a secretary, and that is just a job that comes with these glasses. <laughs> I walk down the street, and people are like, ooh, I bet you can type. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, that's an okay job. Uh, mostly it just means that uh, I get phone calls on Teams when I'm trying to go to the bathroom or watch a movie in my house instead, you know? Uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, though, my favorite coworker called me up on Teams, uh, I love her so much. Her name is Stacy. She is the salt of the earth, who's a great person. And she calls me up out of the blue, and she goes, Hey, Angela, I notice in your email signature, it says your name, parentheses, she slash her, parentheses. What is that? And I was like, I mean, I love Stacy. She's from New Bedford, Massachusetts, and it's not her fault that town smells like bleach. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, no big deal. Uh, some people use they, them pronouns. Mine happened to be she, her, but it'd be more comfortable for everybody if we used them a lot. So I put them in my email. And she goes, oh, oh, I, I thought that's because everybody thinks you're a man. <laughs> and I was like, right on, Stace, you nailed it. <laughs> Drunk people do love to call me coach. <laughs> it's true. I think one of the reasons I get along with people who are much younger than me so well is the people who are, are 20, 30 years younger than me, they grew up reading and writing Harry Potter fan fiction, you know, Potterotica, yeah. They, they did, I checked, they did. <laughs> and that, I've, that's a place where I feel like I really belong. I fit right in, because they just look at me and see trans Hagrid. It works out great. Works out so beautifully. You guys are so much fun. Thank you. You've met trans Hagrid. Give it up for your host, Alex. He's the best. Clap more for Angela Sawyer, everybody. Come on. Wow. Just fantastic. We have, are you guys ready for your final comedian of the night? 
Are you guys ready for that? Yeah, let's get some more energy than that for your final comedian here all the way from Los Angeles. Give it up for Jay Stewart, everybody. Make some noise for Jay. Hello, hello, thank you. I am parked illegally. I have to pee. I just got out of the car from here. Hang on, I just need to do some stretching, get some stretches out. Thanks so much for being out here, guys. I'm the last person to go up. Wow. All right. Have they been saying this? Oh, oh, there's more. There's more to go. All right, good, good. I was going to say that wasn't quite what I would imagine a headliner would be brought up by, you know, but it's good. It's good. We got one more person coming. All right, this is great. This is great. Um, What's new with me? What's new? Started school. A little bit of a culture shock going back to school. I haven't been in school for like 10 years. Last time I've been in school, it was still okay to publicly enjoy movies produced by Harvey Weinstein. So a little bit of a culture shock there, you know, getting, <gasps> getting back into it. This guy uh, in my class, nice and young, he's cute, cute little guy, and he's like talking about beef. Like, oh, beef, I love beef. I know it's bad for the environment, but it's just so good. Yeah, I mean. That's what pedophiles say, though, too, about kids, right? And they're like, oh, the environment. Um, I don't know. I got a, I got a new car. The, uh, yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Got a new car. I got to admit, though, the uh, horn, pretty gay. Anytime I go to use it, it's like, ah, ah. Like the one time this guy cut me off on the 405, and I just pressed it. I was mad at the guy, and it just, oh, don't stop. Which is basically the exact opposite of what I wanted the guy to do in the moment. So, fuck me. I don't know. Um, you guys a fan of microdosing? Not you? Straight, straight and narrow. Never tripped in your life. No? Where were you? Lo location, not time in your life. Santa Barbara. Okay. That seems like a good place to do it. I don't know. Um, never again, though. I'm not even going to con continue the joke just because that was such a no response. It's okay, everybody. It's not that good of a joke. No, 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 no. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. What else have we got here? Um... I'm convinced that the greatest white rapper in the game right now is Kanye West. Um, I'm my blood type is O negative, which means that people's lives depend on me not having gay sex. Um, true, true. I'm at a good place in my life. My Instagram feed is entirely comedians. Women in bathing suits and people making chocolate chip cookies. Good, it's good. I really can only control two out of the three of those. Um, I can control three out of the three if I switch my gender to female. Uh, switches up the algorithm there. I was on TikTok. I switched the uh, my gender to female, and I, I had to take a break. I was like, I'm going to start a business. <laughs> I feel motivated. Um <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, 
I missed that tag. Oh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Um, good to be back in San Francisco, though. I will say, um, I have a lot of ups being in San Francisco. I used to live here for like two years. Um, I some lows though. I mean, my my car got stolen twice in six weeks. Yeah, apparently homeless people can drive stick. I had no idea. Two people, you know. Um, and the thing was weird that like the second time that I called nine one one to tell them that my car got stolen, I got a voicemail. I'd never expected before. I've never encountered that situation, right? Because when you call your therapist, they go, "If this is an emergency, please hang up and call nine one one." There's no procedure for what if you call 911 and get a voicemail. What is the procedure? What do I do in that case? You know what I mean? I did get a call back eventually, though. Um, nice little lady here. Um, I think the most unrealistic thing about Batman is that the billionaires are walking through an alley. I'm talking about billionaires' parents. What billionaire walks in an alley ever? Like any alley ever? Like I, I would think it would be more plausible that he like got money to close off an alley just to walk through it. That seems more plausible. Why are they walking through an alley? I don't know. Um, LA, LA is a funny place. This guy comes up to me. He's like, oh, you're so good looking. Like, yeah, man. We look exactly alike. Of course you think I'm hot. Like, at some point, you're just stroking your own ego, you know? I, I, um, uh, ma'am. Um, I went down there, smoked some toad venom. Yeah, yeah, it's this toxin. Yeah, sorry. You, you're not, not your thing. Not your thing. It's all right. Y it was, uh, $300, though. Smoke toad venom. The first time I thought, heard that, I was like, $300. Smoke toad venom. Got to be illegal. <laughs> that is too much money. Uh, I did it anyways, though. Changed my life. It was amazing. You should do it. Except for you. Um, but uh, everybody else, though, that feels the call. Um, why is, why, um, I feel like ants, aunts, ants, aunts. I feel like they're under fetishized in the bedroom. You know, I just want one time, like, please, call me nephew. And then someone is just like, oh, I'm taking you home. Thank you. Um, let's see. Uh, I used to live in New York. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I had, I had a lot of fun in New York. You meet some weird people. I had a roommate call me the N-word all the time. I don't know how I feel about that. People call me the N-word. I don't really have a stake in that, but I do love it. Like, secretly, I love it. If you call me the N-word, I'm like Jay-Z for the day or something like that. But I don't know. I mean, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird feeling to be called that. I don't have much stake in it. I'm just not trying to be the black people police, right? I'm not trying to be the black people police. I think if I was trying to... Be the black people, please. I would just join the police, you know? I don't know. Um, that's my time. Give it up for your host. Thank you very much. I feel very welcome to be back in San Francisco. Thank you. Make some more noise for Jay, everybody. Uh, keep it going for Jay. I did not mean to lie to you. We do have one more comic. 
Uh, I didn't mean to lie. I do apologize for that. Uh, your next comic, I don't know where he's from. You're from here? Oh, sweet. We get to end it with a San Franciscan. Isn't that great? Isn't that fantastic? Hell yeah. Ending with a fantastic comic, San Franciscan. Give it up for Wes Chew, everybody. Make some noise for Wes. Here he comes. Make some noise for your city. Thank you, and uh, sorry for not checking in. Uh, yeah, uh, good to be here. Yeah, uh, good looking crowd. Uh, it helps that uh, most of you are my friends. Yeah, so my name's Wes, and uh, not too long ago, I, uh, I came to accept a part of myself that uh, most people don't know. Uh, it's that uh, I am an asshole. Uh, are there any assholes in the audience tonight? Well, 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 well you, uh, don't be proud of that. Don't, don't be proud of that, okay? I, you, I'm not proud of that, okay? So I consider myself to be a, uh, a low-key asshole. Uh, w that means is that I like individuals, but people as a whole can fuck off. Uh, so I, I don't like it when people say or ask stupid questions uh, in public. It hurts my brain. I don't know why, but I have this, this urge to try to like. Uh, for me, it's like it's kind of like trying to solve like a broken Rubik's cube, and at the same time, while I'm trying to touch it, uh, I get shocked in the head, and it's it's really not a comfortable feeling. And the only thing I can do is provide a a snarky uh, non-answer that doesn't solve anything. So here's an example. Uh, my my uh, my girlfriend and I we were at. Uh, not too long ago at Petco, where the pets go. And uh, we were in the, the cat aisle, and we had a, a basket full of canned uh, wet cat food, just, just towers and towers of it. And the two of us were talking very loudly about our cat. Um, it, it, just a little bit more context. We got a cat recently. It, it, don't say that. Uh, it, it's just really, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's only okay. Don't, don't defend the cat. Uh, and uh, we were talking very loudly because we're loud people. Uh, like what to get the cat for food. Uh, we came to the discovery recently that uh, the cat, like myself, is also an asshole. And the reason he's an asshole is because for an animal, he's a very, very picky eater. I'm like, how can you be that picky when you make no money? So... And uh, while we're having this very loud discussion, uh, I noticed in the corner of my eye uh, two broke uh, college students. They're just saying, buying very uh, basic uh, cat supplies. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they're, they're broke because, ooh, you can get that stuff at Amazon for cheaper. Uh, and uh, while we were arguing, uh, one of them comes up to us. Remember, we're at Petco, cat aisle, and a basket full of cat food. And one of them comes up to us and says, excuse me, do you have a cat? Ow, that hurt my brain so much. Uh, I was, why I heard that question, I was trying to hold back a, a, a brain aneurysm. And, oh, God, I, I, like, the, 
I really wanted to say, no, these are for me. I love cat food. Human food fucking sucks. Vegetables, get that out of the way, okay? Cooking is pretentious. Dog food tastes like shit, which makes sense because dogs like licking their own asses and eating their own shit. So cat food is, is prime, okay? I love just getting one of them, cracking it open, and just sucking them down like raw oysters. Love it. Oh, I noticed that you're also uh, purchasing a litter box. Do you also like shitting in a plastic cube with the feeling of sand between your ass cheeks? Later on, scooping it up with uh, a plastic sip. I know it's a very satisfying uh, uh, process. That's why I do it myself, too. Do I have a cat? Are you, are you fucking kidding me? I, I'm in the cat aisle of a pet store. It's not like I'm in the cat aisle of like a grocery store where I'm like, you know, have my human shit with me and like vegetables and juices and I'm like, happen to wander into the cat aisle. I'm like, oh, well, wow, look at all this cat stuff. Oh, I wonder what it's like to have a cat. It's everything's all cute and shit. That's when you can ask me because that's just confusing. But no, okay? Pet store. Cat aisle, basket full of cat food. Do I have a cat? I fucking better. Otherwise, I might be a serial killer. Uh, like I previously mentioned, I don't like it when people say stupid shit in public. I have a story for that too. Uh, one time I was waiting in line to uh, be seated for brunch. Yeah, I said it, I like brunch, okay? I love a good Benedict. Anyways, the person right in front of me uh, was trying to uh, impress his friends, and this is what he said. Well, anything can be a startup. Just look all around you. Hell, this restaurant can be a startup. No, that's not how it works, okay? Restaurants don't have uh, venture capital funding, okay? There's no uh, series A, B, and C, okay? And you know that uh, restaurants aren't rolling in dough, okay? Not only that, but we all know that what's plaguing our uh, Bay Area and San Francisco, this is one group of people. It's called restaurant bros. You know those exist, right? How they boast about how little money they make. Afterwards, oh, just like talk about how great it is to work 12 to 14-hour shifts every day. Weekends, what the fuck are those? Destroying our culture with delicious food. Oh, God, this carbonara is so great, but so, so problematic. Now, the term you're looking for is small business, okay? If you just said small business and, you know, crank down the uh, arrogance down to, like, let's say a two, it would sound better. Anything can be a small business. You're absolutely right. But no. You said startup. Not only that, but you said it in a very arrogant manner, okay? You're trying to impress your friends how smart you are. Instead, you sound like an idiot, okay? And just going by that logic, uh, if anything can be a startup, well, say that about uh, giving birth to a kid. And clearly, uh, his parents uh, invested poorly in sperm, egg, and money into his existence. Who wants to invest in stupid comments? That's all I'm trying to say. Oh, God. So, 
Anyways, what I'm trying to say is don't say stupid shit in public. Don't. And don't ask stupid questions either. Just be a little bit more observant. Otherwise, an asshole might be making fun of you on stage. My name is Wes. Thank you so much for having me. Keep clapping for Wes, too, everybody. Holy cow. Closing out the show. This has been a great time. Give it up for yourselves for coming out here for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Give it up for yourselves, everybody. Come on, clap for yourselves. Please give it up for Mutiny Radio. Just a fantastic spot that they're doing this. This is sick. And uh, one last time for all the comics that you saw tonight, everybody. Please give it up for everybody that you saw. Thank you so much. Uh, I think that there is going to be a tip jar. I need to find where that's supposed to be. Uh, I wasn't given a lot of instructions. If you do want to donate extra money to the comics, we're just going to disperse that to them. Feel free. Uh, thanks again. Huh? Or Venmo. Oh, yeah, or Venmo it to, well, actually, no. Uh, yeah, Venmo it to Mutiny, too. That could be cool. Uh, whatever you want. Uh, but tip, yeah, but please tip the comedians. Uh, this has been a blast. You're all fantastic. I've been Alex Kaufman. Have a great night. Thank you. Song, uh, my turn ons are satin sheets and ways champagne tickles my nose. I love to peek outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with more.
Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike, what's up with my hair, Spiegelman, and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, girl. What's up with your hair, girl? What's up with my hair? I can't do anything about it. We are streaming right now on MutinyRadio.fm as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time as part of a full afternoon of Sunday entertainment. We follow Found Round Sound with Scotto, and we're right before Ugly Sundays. Make an afternoon of it. If not, Carl, we have a podcast. It goes by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Go into your favorite podcast app and type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T and subscribe. Or just go to YouTube and type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, and you can get our video podcast. You'll see us in person, and we sync up the movies that we watch. Because we are watching a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we will watch... <clears throat> Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans, 1927. That's a mouthful now. Sunrise, colon. Okay. A Song of the Word Two okay. Humans. And then the number, 1927. And the channel we like is AVIDS Network. A As in videos. A-V-I-D-S Network. Well, you only, you'll, you'll see a few choices. Anything looks like AVIDS, that's it. This sounds like word salad to me, but go ahead. We're looking for Avid Centers hosting the movie what? from 1927. Did I get the... Avid's called? Network. Avid's, Avid's Network is, is hosting the movie. The movie... <clears throat> deep breath. Sunrise. Sunrise, a song of two humans. And speaking as fellow humans, that's a very normal human movie title. I don't know why people think I'm an alien, but I think that's very human. <laughs> that's it's, awkward. Always... it's awkward. It's awkward. It's awkward. From 1927, a golden year as the public domain law makes movies from 1927 open to the public. Public domain is free. Hey, we could do shit all with this movie. It's now in the public discourse. Carl, you watched and researched this entire movie several times. I feel very sorry for you, but it's going to make it a very entertaining show. As our audience scrambles to their YouTube to figure out how to get to, excuse me, Sunrise, a sunrise, song of humans. Song of humans, avid, avid's, avid's network, and that is. Go ahead, find all that jumble, jumble. Hit the link. Hit pause. Move it to zero zero. We're gonna give you a breath. We have a special treat. Carl has found a celebrity comedian, yeah. and the celebrity comedian is going to do a celebrity comedian countdown right. to start our movie. Yes, we'll learn about this comedian. We're gonna laugh with this comedian, and then we're gonna press go when that comedian says three, two, one, go. Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with P.J. Morin. Welcome, P.J. Hello, hello. Hey, you Paul? One of the things I love about you on stage is you're always the best-dressed man in the room. You are always wearing a tux when you get up there. Where is this coming from? I I just I like it I I I liked it I had the tux like I I own this this isn't a rental and I was like I want to do something with it so when I started doing shows I I have yet to do a show not in a tuxedo every every single show it's a tuxedo five minutes five minute little spot on a Tuesday night sure tuxedo twenty minute spot on a Saturday night also yes all the time. So People must make comments about it. What kind of what, what do people have to say to you? Uh, what's it called? It's it's funny. I'll, it's 
usually at least once a show someone's like oh so it was like this your thing i'm like yeah it's my thing i i would say that's just what i say i'm like yeah this is just the thing i do i like it yeah uh actually the, the story behind the tux is so i was thrifting with um with an old friend of mine a while ago and i just found it i wasn't looking for a tux it was like 36 <laughs> bucks for the jacket and pants and it's banana republic yeah i looked it up it was like like both pieces like off the rack were like 600 bucks yeah 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 but for 36 found bucks, you. I, got, I, I got a full tuxedo it's terrific you went you weren't even well, looking it found you well um, thank you for one of the great things i love about you on stage is your impressions you do presidents and so uh, you do iced tea you do in trump so were, before you became a comedian, were you doing these accents and now you bring them to the stage? Or is it since you've been a comedian, you said, I, I should do impressions? Uh, so it is uh, the first one. So bef for years before I ever started actually doing comedy, I always did impressions. Because, like, I've always wanted to do comedy. Like, I always loved, like, growing up, I loved Jack Black. You yeah, know, yeah. Just, just his, his, his energy, like Robin Williams. I loved their energy. And then I would see Robin Williams do impressions. I'm like, oh, that's funny. And I think the first impression I ever did, I was, or the first one that I remember, I always did accents. Like, uh, I, I've done an Australian accent for years. Yes. I, w I actually worked at a bakery for two Australian people. And so they would, <laughs> so they, they were the sweetest old people. It was this, this guy named Rob and this lady named Lou. It was up in Stamford, Connecticut at Cobb's Bread. Uh -huh. and she was the sweetest she she would correct my australian she'd be like no no that sounds a little south african sweetie say it like <laughs> this so i've you've gotten professional tips on my stuff but yeah. uh the first so impression I remember, here. yeah no she she helped me with it. It, it 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 was good beforehand but now it's like passable like I, i've gone up to people in public with the impression they're like oh like i believe you this is australian <laughs> But Australian people, they uh, they pick they pick it apart. They're because there's like five different kinds of like Australian accents. Yeah, that's subtle, I bet. I'm kind of a combo of all of them, and if you're not Australian, you don't recognize it. You're like, oh, that's Australian. That's just the one thing. But if right. you're Australian, like, no, no, you sound like you're from fucking Melbourne, dude. You don't sound like a regular Australian. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my bad, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the first impression I remember doing was. I think I was in I was a sophomore in high school and I said um uh you know you know the EA Sports logo? Yes, yes, EA I know the logo. EA Sports. It's in the game. And that was the first thing I did and people were like, "Whoa, man, that sounds just like it." And so I just kept doing more and more and more and more. I started doing SpongeBob people and then COVID hit and I was like what am I what else am I gonna, am I going to do with my time? So that's mm -hmm. where my Trump and my Obama really grew. Was COVID. Yep. Now, you recently had a string of guest spots at Scotty's. I think it was like three in a row. Talk yes. about that experience. What was it like uh, for you up there? They loved you each night. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, what's it called? For the first one I did, it was just it was a five-minute guest spot. Uh, I went through some of my cleaner material. And then this past week, I did so I, – I, excuse me. I, I, I went a little further. I was like – I'll test the waters with these, and it went over well. Yeah, uh, but uh, one thing that I did learn is I find that you know having to be clean, I can do it, and it was nice to be like, oh wow, I can do a clean set. Okay, yeah, yeah, for five minutes. You did eight <laughs> minutes uh, the other two nights. I yeah. just, I was Gene was really impressed, and I enjoyed it. You know, so well, thank, thank you. you. I, 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 I tried my darndest. 
Yeah. And you were great doing the announcements uh, when Gene was out. That so was thank that, you very that much. was fun. That was the first time I ever did announcements. And so, the people seem to like it. 